the ninth overall pick in the 2018 WNBA draft and current member of the Minnesota Lynx, Lexi Brown. Lexi, thank you for hopping on the pod real quick. The pod. Glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so listen, this year was very unique for sports because players were in a wobble in the WNBA's case. And you vlogged during your time in Bradyton. What can you tell me about, like, that experience? Well, (laughs) overall, it was... (laughs) It was a very difficult experience. I can't speak for everybody, but for me personally, I struggled with it. You know, some days were better than others, but um, I will credit the WNBA, the league. They did an amazing job of getting it together, making sure that we were comfortable, had a safe environment. I think the the season went seamlessly, allowed us to, you know, speak on the social justice initiatives that were important to us. You know, that was the best part about it all. But Vlogging definitely helped the day-to-day life. Um, it was fun, you know, kind of um, broke the ice with some of the new girls on the team and things like that. Um, overall, it was, it was a good experience. I'm just really glad that we were able to have a season. Right. And so you talked about you struggled a little bit, but really you had a concussion from early in the season. And I saw, I think you tweeted like in October, like a month after the season that you had been cleared. What, what was that process? Like, why did it take so long? It was one, it was super frustrating. And now I, I feel for anybody who ever had a concussion, especially, you know, on the basketball side, because that's not really a a sport people would consider to be super, you know, high content, like maybe like a football. Um, So I got hit back to back games, first two games of the season got hit. Um, The first hit was on a screen second hit I actually hit the floor. Um, so that, you know, they ruled me out and with the concussion, it's basically you. So there's no exercises or anything that you can do that, you know, speed up or, you know, your trainer or the right. doctor can't really tell you how you feel, you know, sometimes like say an ankle, they're like, okay, it feels stable. Like you can practice today. Literally it's like, how do you feel today, Lexi? And then I have to tell them. So, so you were not vocal, feeling right. You, I you was just not feeling to- right, but I sat out two, two or three games, I think. And I was like, I can't sit out anymore. Like, this is the worst. So yeah, I didn't, cause you came back. I came back in like less than a week, which is not wow. normal. And <laughs> I, I didn't lie about my symptoms, but I wasn't, you know, experiencing anything, you know, too terrible. And I was like, I can play through right. this fine. Um, but then maybe two, three weeks after I started playing again, I started getting symptoms, but For me, I'd never had a concussion before. I've never really known anybody with a concussion. So I didn't really put the pieces together like, oh, maybe this is still symptoms from my concussion. So it's called post-concussion syndrome. And it's basically, you know, all your symptoms come rushing back like times 100. So I was just dealing with that. And I was like, I don't want to complain. You know, Syl was hurt. Shanice, Odyssey was coming back. Like uh, Rachel was out for a little bit. Like I was just like, I can deal with this. And this is something that I can just handle. And then eventually it just got too much for me to handle. Um, and, and you then, need to take care of your health first. So I'm glad yeah. you did what you <laughs> should have done, which is health first. And, and just because, you know, people, a lot of times when we hear concussion, we all just think, all right, I'm going to snap back. But I'm glad that you took it as serious as it was, because that's something, as you talked about in basketball, you don't hear about it a lot, but yeah. it's a thing. Like I, I had a teammate, Allison Hightower back in Connecticut, who suffered a really bad concussion and I saw it firsthand. So that's, I get it completely. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Minnesota, so we both played in the same cities, Connecticut, Minnesota. 
both have amazing fan bases but what's one of your what's one of your craziest fan stories and it could be from something online it can be Gosh. anything like what was something that made I you be like whoa I feel like I have a lot. I mean, I feel like people would be like, I get in a lot of like arguments with fans on Twitter. So coming back. I have a question for that too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all of us though. I think we've all calmed down a little bit, <laughs> but um, actually recently I was in Florida doing this speaking engagement with some of these girls who played basketball in the Orlando area. And, you know, I talked to them after we did like a Q and A, we were like making TikToks, like it was just fun. And then all of a sudden this like man like appeared in the like corner. Appeared. It was like in a gym and he was like just creeping. He had a hat on, like he was just creeping. And everyone was like, who is that guy? And nobody knew who he was. And he was like, I'm just here to see Lexi. I just want to see Lexi. And they were like, they like rushed me out of the gym and like blocked me in this room. And I was Crazy. like, and is that, that like, weird. is that a real concern? Because like people don't understand. I know the trolls. You guys think we don't have fans, but in real life, there are people that really are fans. Is that like something that happens to you more often than people would think? Well, I've gotten really careful about you know posting like where where I am and things like that. Like when I was in college and stuff, I was like real careless about you know I'm, I'm at this restaurant. I'm gonna post the restaurant I'm at, and usually if I because I do want to show love if like I had a good experience somewhere, but I usually do wait till I'm gone. Yeah. And then I post it because people like will pull up on you or I've had people message me be like, oh, yo, I saw you in the airport. Like, I wish I like said something or like, were you at this place? Like, I swore I saw you at this place. Like, it's kind of creepy because at the end yeah. of the day, like, just just speak if you want to speak. And then if you just don't speak, then hey, don't be a weirdo you. and message me. Don't stop like the whole, stalker. so this happened to me at Publix. This happened to me at Publix and I'm so sad because it's the one that's like right by my house. And the person I knew who they were when they DM'd me because they just kind of like were just doing that stare thing. And I don't know if you know what I'm talking yeah. about where you can feel somebody's yes. like, you can feel them looking. Like, and so I would hey, come my face back. <laughs> just say something. I would rather you say something and be like, all right, respect, you know, in COVID times we got to dap it up like that. But yeah. like, I would, we would, so let me just say, we would much rather people just say something, say hello. We're really like the moment. most approachable athletes, I think. Us. Facts. One, because Facts. we we look like, like, we don't look, I mean, unless like, like me and you, for example, we like look we're like, normal like oh, we're normal sized, <laughs> like taller players, like, okay, I understand they might be a little more yeah. intimidating, but like us, like, we just like, I mean, I like interacting with fans. I mean, now, obviously times are weird to like, just yeah. talk to random people. You don't know what they've been doing or what they've been around, but um, you know, I love interacting with people, but when I I get some crazy messages on Oh, that's Man. you way to set it up. Cause I was going to say, so social media now is like this power machine. First of all, they're all morphing into the same social media. So we're all just going to yes. have to pick one and roll to it. But what would you say is like the craziest DM you've gotten? Oh gosh. They're not appropriate <laughs> for this podcast. I've gotten so you know? like, I've gotten like explicit photos. Oh, I've gotten no. like, Obviously, one-on-one -on -one requests. The remote control pictures. Oh man, I'm like, I don't want this. I don't want. I don't know you. Even if I did know you, I have to do a poll because I have to know if there are any women that want those photos. Like you know, like not like you don't know him, but I think that people that don't even know the person that sent it, like the people that actually know him. I mean, no one wants that photo. Like you don't want an exactly. unprompted, unsolicited pictures. We don't want them. 
We've got one now. Especially not from a stranger. Actually, I will say recently, um, mm -hmm. I've been wearing like a lot of high heels in my pictures. And I've gotten a lot of like feet picture requests. Oh, the foot fetish people. Which makes me really happy because I used to be really insecure about my clothes. <laughs> So you're enjoying that. So I'm like, oh yeah, there's a there was a page and it just had all these people's it was like celeb feet pics or something. And my feet were out there and I was like, yes, pedicure. I got some okay. long toes. I got so, long toes. Okay, so so social media we know is like this machine. What would you say is the best pro for so social media and the best cons when it comes to social media? Um for me, like in general, or like for me personally? For you. I mean, in general, for you, whichever one. Yeah. Matter. Okay, we'll say in general, I think it's allowed people to like tell their own stories and, you know, be their own brand and like basically build it from the ground up. You don't really have to depend on if like the media likes you or dislikes you or people like you or dislike you based on the little pieces that they see, like on TV or online, right. other people posted about you. Um, you basically have complete control of Everything. your story. And I love that because people really try to mess up people's stories because they just feel like it and they're evil and they're unhappy. So they'll try and, you know, tell your story and they'll tell it all wrong and leave holes and stuff. So, um, you know, I don't really like, personally, I don't really like having to like defend myself if like I see something that, you know, that's not true or like something, especially if it's from like some random source, but like, so I think the first time I really had to defend myself is when I left the Wubble and yeah. like the links didn't really say anything about it. I didn't really say anything about it. You know, they were about to, you know, make a playoff push. So like, it, we like had an understanding, like me leaving was like not something that we were going to bring any focus on because one that's selfish on my part and it's about them and they had a, you know, a job to do, a job to finish. So I see people like on Twitter. But what did you have to defend? I'm confused though. I know the whole because people thought what because the thing about concussions is you look you look fine. That's the thing about the concussions. People like, look at how you feeling. I'm like, I feel fine. I just have like really bad headaches all day. But like you yeah. can't see a headache. Like AKA a concussion though. Yeah. Like, so like when I left, you know, I kind of just left. You know, even like when I left school, like I just left. Like I didn't say nothing about it. They didn't say anything about it. It was just like, she left, the end. And I'm like, so okay, we, left, I was hoping that people would appreciate that. But like, it was like all types of speculation going on. And I was like, someone even told me to like, oh, we thought you left because you, you wanted to go uh, do modeling and stuff. Someone told me that. No, no I was one like, told them that. They made that up themselves. I that is like modeling? And I can do like any, I can do that in my hotel room as y'all have been seeing the whole time in my own pictures and stuff. But yeah, so like after, thing. after the season was over, like officially, then I would have to get a pop on Twitter and be like, uh, I know y'all are wondering, but I still have a concussion and I've been going to PT for it. And I, it's still very much bothering me. And that's why I had to leave. And then wow. it was it your away. choice to leave? Like, were they just kind of like, okay, at this point, you just probably should just go get in a better environment. Like what was yeah. the decision to leaving? Like what it was, was um, my symptoms were just progressively getting worse. And then like, I think like the cherry on top was we, that was it the over, was it overtime game? We had some close, oh no, it was the Mercury game oh, yeah. that we barely oh, yeah. won. 
And I was going crazy on the sidelines because that's what I do on the sidelines. Yeah, and you after, shouldn't be doing that. And after the game, I was like, Chuck, who's our trainer? I was like, Chuck, I feel terrible right now. Like, oh my goodness. So I think yeah. there was just conversations with the doctors and and the coaches and they were just they had to save you from yourself basically because if you stayed on the I'd be acting up if people have ever watched this play (laughs) I'd be acting a fool on the sidelines like that's exactly what happened they so I was jumping yelling and then I got to my room that night and I was like yo I feel like trash so that was your head probably felt like you played and you yeah exactly they saved you from yourself yeah okay I'm going to read a couple tweets and then I want you to elaborate on them. <laughs> I want you to elaborate. This is, how, is this how celebrities feel when they get their old tweets dug up and you they get You are a trouble? celebrity. So oh, welcome. No. <laughs> All right. The first tweet said, it's been crazy watching overprivileged white people try to undermine everything and anything in the name of Black Lives Matter. Please, Karen, let us enjoy things sometimes. Because in reality, 99% of products were never made for us. So we are able to bust down doors and receive opportunities. It's really important for us to be able to enjoy it. Yeah, I wasn't going to set you up for nothing bad. <laughs> I love this song. I love this song. That is, I know exactly why I tweeted that. You know what it was? Our was Glossier that? campaign had just come yep. out. Yep. And yep. some little Karen, I don't even know if it was a Karen, but every all white, all problematic white people, male or female, are Karen. <laughs> Talk, they like brought up some, they like posted, they like quote tweeted with some article about some kids in the gloss, some white boys in the Glossier store somewhere, like messing up like all the makeup or like oh, taking wow. all of like the darker complexion makeups and like putting it on their face and whatever. And they were like, basically like the store didn't do anything. I'm like, what do you want to like, like, what do you want? They're kids. Like, obviously yeah. it's a problem. Problem. They're like the employees didn't feel safe or they didn't feel protected. But I was just like, what, what does this one incident in the little store have to do with this amazing campaign that they right. just put out? So like, what was the correlation they were trying to make? I don't even understand what the, what is the point they were I trying to I think they make? were just trying to be like, Glacier really doesn't care about black women. And I was just like, what? And I'm just going to, to that point of the Glossier, I'm going to read another one. The WNBA has been around for 20 plus years, and this is the first beauty Beauty deal. deal. Unbelievable. Like, I mean, can we have something? Unbelievable. I loved it. Literally anything. There's so many. And people, like, the response to the campaign was so positive. When I tell you, I saw it, so I saw it as a fan would see it, you know, like I wasn't in the the making of it or anything. So I just saw it like when it landed on the social media and I was like, well, this is a real campaign. Like, and I say that meaning like, you know, sometimes people have done stuff with the WNBA and it's like, it's a halfway campaign. It's like they yeah. might have given people some, some product here and there. This was a real campaign, like had influencers, which were the WNBA players, put time, effort, money into it product into it like yeah i was hype i'm like it was so amazing 
it was so fun to make. It took a while, but like, again, like we wasn't doing nothing in the, in the bubble anyway. So I, I was like so excited to like make all the videos and do the voiceovers. Love and I love Glossier and I've always like, there's this big Glossier store in LA on Melrose that I always want to go into, but the line is always like around the corner. My little That's sister Glossier. loves Glossier. And she's like, I see your, I see your uh, commercial every time I open up my phone because she always be wow. on the and stuff, you know, the internet, you know, the, the people in your phone. And, I, and you know what? I'm glad you said that because people that support WNBA, please, 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 when you see real campaigns like that, support the campaign because that's how people keep coming back. And exactly. I, so, again, that was like a real campaign. That was our first, like, that blew my entire mind. Like, Beauty doesn't, beauty and skin, like, that doesn't always mean, like, glamour and makeup. Like, right. there's so many female products that, you know, could partner with, with the WNBA, and they have it yet, and I'm just like... I'll never understand it. Especially why? products that are made specifically for women. I feel like that's, like, a no-brainer. Yeah. It's the craziest thing to me, so I'm glad Glossier was the first, and I know they won't be the last. That's what oh, I'll say. Man. Quote, shouts to Madam Vice President. That's what she said. Um, speaking of Madam Vice President, I, we have a segment called Heroes in Real Life. So who would you say is a hero in real life to you? A hero in real life to me? I have a lot. Um, I know it's probably cliche, but I'm gonna say my mom, for sure. Go ahead. Um, she, stay-at-home mom, you know, which I think is one of the hardest jobs in the world. Uh, uh, we're all seeing it right now. If you don't think so, everybody exactly. that's homeschooling right now. <laughs> yeah, so there's four of us. I'm the oldest. She actually did homeschool my one of my sisters for two years, I think, which was hard for her. But, you know, they made it through. Um, so my sister, Lissa, she graduated. She just graduated from UCF. She um, Shouts to Lissa. Yeah, you know, COVID's kind of complicated her, you know, situation, but, you know, she's a college grad, which is, I'm so proud of her for that. My other sister, Lonnie, is at William & Mary on a basketball scholarship. She's brilliant. Sports family, you hear yes. me? <laughs> and then Anakin, my youngest brother, is a freshman in high school, and he just made his varsity basketball team. Okay. So, you know, she got, got some, like, she got, she four for four so far, so far, you know, Anakin. Got come on, Anakin, now. Oh, come on, Anakin. The family depends on you. <laughs> the entire success of the Brown family is on your shoulders, Anakin. But, oh, you know, she's raised, like, four so unique and brilliant and special kids. And I think, you know, I don't, I don't think I tell her thank you enough for the things that she does. But, you know, I've been around her a lot the last it. few months. We've spent a lot of time together. Um, and it's been yeah. great. I really enjoy being around her. She's like my bestie. So I shout love out to that. <laughs> okay, now on to the fun questions. My favorite part. These are like quick hitters. You can explain if you want to, if it's a weird answer, because some people do um, want to explain their answers. But typically, it could be quick hitters. Starting with, who is a celebrity that if you met in person, you might fangirl over? Rihanna. Nice. <laughs> nice. Definitely. <laughs> what was your aim name? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I had a few because, you know, I was staying getting in trouble. So I always had to remake, you know, usernames. I think my favorite one, it was Sugar and Spicy 831. Ooh, sugar and Spicy what? 831, which is I love you. Oh, you know, the little weird things that we did when we were younger. Sugar and Spicy. Yeah. 
I was RDM Taz, so I get it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's spicy. Like, are, what? are you currently binge watching anything? Yes. What? I am binge watching two shows. Is that possible to do that? That's how much time yes. I have. Yes. Um, first show is Shit's Creek on Netflix, okay. which is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is Queen's Gambit, which is also on Netflix. Yes. I was hoping so. How do you feel about Queen's Gambit? Our last guest said nine and a half out of 10 on a 10 scale. What are you thinking, Queen's Gambit? I'm going to give it a nine only because I don't know anything about chess. So sometimes I'm a little confused. Same. <laughs> sometimes Same. I have to she like run some scenes like, back. You'll get this. You'll get this. People that haven't seen it won't. But she'll be looking at the ceiling, moving stuff around. And I'll be like, huh? I've been like, maybe I'm gonna learn how to play chess, but I don't know. I still have no, how do you win? She wins a different way every game. Listen, that girl is talented. Okay, yeah. so you would give it, a, you would give the Queen's Gambit a nine out of 10. Yeah, it's a great show. I'm at, I don't, I think I'm halfway through. So I think it's about to get spicy. I mean, it's I'm only on three episodes, so no spoiler alerts. Oh yeah, it's, it gets spicy. It was a little slow, it's a little slow at the beginning, but yeah. it definitely revs up. Okay, so what would you consider the best TV show of all time? The best TV show of all time. Of all time. I'm just gonna say That's this hard. because, you know, this is a show that I can watch anytime, any day, whether I'm happy, sad, I'm gonna go with The Office. Okay, okay, I thought you was gonna go with Modern Family. Oh, <laughs> I love Modern Family too. That's close second. That show is all right. funny. That show Wait, what? Me. You know, do you know that they don't have Modern Family on Netflix in the United States, but they have it in Mexico? Because I went to Mexico. They didn't, want to, they didn't want to pay that tab. That's all I, I went said. to Mexico with my girlfriends, and at nighttime, I was watching Modern Family on my mm -hmm. iPad, and then I came back here, and it was gone. And I, was, I didn't know that. Me either. I, but I got me a VPN, you know, overseas life, so we could. They don't know. They don't know nothing about that. They don't know. <laughs> What do you think is the best sports movie of all time? This best sports movie of all time. <laughs> Space Jam. Oh, okay. I like that I feel answer. Like it's iconic. It's an iconic movie yeah. for kids, but I love it. I love Space Jam. That's a great choice. That is the first choice. That's a great choice. Uh, what would you say the best holiday movie is? Holiday movie. I feel like Home Alone is the only right answer, right? <laughs> it's the only right answer. So all that I other love, I mean, I think as I've gotten older, I've like disliked Christmas movies because they're so corny. Actually, let me take that back. I really like Christmas with the Cranks. That movie. Ooh, I need to see that. It's funny. Well, what about this Christmas? Well, how are you feeling about that? <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. You know. Who made that? Was that a Tyler Perry movie? I have no idea. Gave me Tyler Perry energy. And you know, his movies. You know what his and movies are like. I'm dead. Tyler Perry. Um, I want to have a conversation with that man about his movies. Because, geez. Just every black female trauma ever possible is in every one of his movies. Okay, but you know what? I, I mean... It's funny because when you said that, I think a lot of people would get what you mean by "is that a Tyler Perry movie?" I don't think it is. Just I don't the, think so I don't either. Think, I don't Only think because it. it. I don't know. He's made so many movies that are like so the yeah. same. 
Like you watch five minutes of a Tyler Perry movie without knowing it's a Tyler Perry movie, you're like this. He's making a killing. He's making a killing off of us. All right, so what's your favorite fast food? Chick-fil-A. Not Arby's? (laughs) I know, that means you saw my story yesterday, huh? Yeah. A line for Arby's. I I was perplexed. I was like, there's no way all y'all like roast beef sandwiches this much. Ew. One of my friends was like, you gotta try the curly fries. I said, no, maybe if someone brings me some curly fries and I'm starving, I'll eat them. But like, I'm not going to wait in a drive-through line for no Arby's, bro. I'm dead. Okay, so Chick-fil-A, favorite NBA team? My favorite NBA team are the Celtics. Boston okay. Celtics. Boston Celtics, favorite NFL team? Patriots, even without Tom. Okay, because I was going to say that. Has it changed since the, you know? No, and then we saw Tom play in Tampa, and he was terrible. And that's probably because we were there, like, can you please come back to New England? But then this past week, he, it's like, a played so well. So I was like, where it's was that? It's a wrap for that. Man, when he left, my What about Cam had- Newton? I've never been a Cam Newton fan, like, even when he was in college. I've just, yeah. and I don't like the way he writes his captions on Instagram. Oh, that's, I don't even know how he does it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, all those symbols and weird stuff. I'm like, you're just weird, bro. (laughs) I'm dead. Predictions, predictions. This NBA year, who's going to take it all? Um, you know, I was going with Golden State, but the news today broke my heart. I'm like, Clay, can you take mine? Take mine, Clay, please. No, wait. You actually play too. I know, but Clay's like one of my, he's so unproblematic. He plays so hard. Um, So I was going with Golden State. Um, But honestly, I I couldn't tell you. You know, it's hard the, now because there's so much movement. It's hard because there's it's so like, much movement. So we can circle back to this and like a week <laughs> when free agency is over. Like, it. We have no idea what's about to go. James Harden trying to leave. Russell trying to leave. Yeah. Jamal might leave. Like there's so many like big names. Just Bradley Beal. I keep hearing thrown around there. It's gonna be yeah. Crazy. I love free agency. It's so I do too. I'm like updating the timeline. Woes, woes, like shams. I'm like trying to see everything. Yeah. Yeah, It's so messy and spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what was your first, Oh, I got a little bit of money purchase. Um, my first, Oh, I got a little bit of money purchase was when we were on a road trip in Chicago, I went to the Gucci store and I got a belt and sneakers. You bet. You better get your designer. I was so excited. And I like oh. never wear the sneakers because they're not that You cool. never what? I don't even wear them that much. No. I mean, they're not like the type of shoes you can wear. Like, they're, they're not like everyday shoes. They'd be like, Yeah, because people will notice and be like, you wear those. They don't even go with that outfit. I see I you trying to just wear your Gucci shoes. Yeah, I got I you. But the belt, I love the belt. That's, you know. I'm like a, I'm an accessories person when it comes to yes. designer stuff because you can wear it forever. And yeah, I like that. Time. And it just takes, it takes like the outfit up a notch. I get that. Exactly. Okay. So I end everyone with a question. How are you connecting while being remote? How am I connecting while being remote? To be honest with you, to like probably this goes against the whole grain of that question is like, no. I've kind of like, disconnected kind of I've kind of like taken a a breath and kind of 
gotten super in tune with my family. That started back in March when like COVID first started. Mm -hmm. I spent so much time with them. I've actually, you know, gotten really close with some friends, lost contact with some friends. I think it just, this time has like really made me realize and reevaluate what's important to me, Absolutely. things that I value. Um, so I'm not, you know, doing the most, you know, it's been so hard because sometimes you're like, well, I need to like stay relevant. I need to keep my presence, you know, online right. because that's basically all we have right now. But then some days I'm just like, you know, F all of this social media trash. <laughs> I'm like, disconnected. I, I love hate that, all of this. So I feel like that's like a form of self-care though. You know, like if you're, if you're feeling like, all right, this is a time that I can take a break, be with the family, that's self-care. So that's yeah. just as important. And I have, I follow so many people, like some of my friends who like have done that. They just like won't post anything for like a few weeks. And then they'll be like, okay, sorry guys, I needed to, you know, take care of my mental, I'm back. And I'm just like, that shit is real. Like, wow, yeah. Now as an adult, like, it's, social media is a, is a mess. Did you watch, speaking of social media, did you watch that documentary, The Social Dilemma on Netflix? I need to watch, wait, yes, wait. Was it a documentary or was there a show? I think I watched the one with the show, the guy from Luke Cage. Uh, yeah, no, it's a documentary. One? I don't know what show that is. Oh, no, I need to watch that. I know why I didn't watch it, because everybody told me, if you watch it, you don't want to like deal with social media. I'm like, let me leave uh, it alone. No, well, that's not what happened to me, because- What happened to you? I was just kind of like, I knew, like, I know all of this. And maybe that's why I get annoyed with social media, because social media doesn't stress me out. It gets on my nerves. And right. it, like, stresses some people out. And oh yeah, see, I don't get that. Like, cause if I don't, if I don't want to be bothered, I don't. First of all, nobody can bother me on the internet. Exactly. I, there's something about like me that my feelings don't get hurt very easy anyway. And so if I don't know you, like, there's probably like a point oh 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 one chance percent of you like even. Yeah. <laughs> like and I'm for, for me, real. Like I'm one of. I mean, you be you be you be clapping back too, but it's like people don't people think we're pissed or we're mad, but it's like <laughs> for me, it's that like I have to get the last word in. <laughs> Like, for me, it's like, this is what I think when I'm about to clap back. I'm like, oh, wow, you're so wrong. And you don't even know it. Like, that's exactly. Like, wow. Just drop some facts on you real quick. Like. And I'm not, oh. and you made a good point. I never met. Like, I literally am probably laughing at you. Yes, as exactly. It. Like, and like the things I post, like 95% of what I post on anything, like, it's just trash. Like just yeah, and I, and I always think, like, I don't know why these people think that, like, attacking, like, having their friends tell us about the same jokes and think that people care. It's just, like, gosh, they're so corny, and I just want to laugh. Like, you guys are helping. I don't know if people know how social media works, but brands like engagement. They don't check the comments to see if the engagement is, like, oh, this is the most positive engagement. So I hope the trolls know that you guys actually help us out with all exactly. that engagement all thank you for being a fan thank you for being a fan thank you. We, love <laughs> you. we love yes you. all right listen my fellow what are we called colleagues co we're not co-workers colleagues my fellow WNBA colleague let you know <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> we are normal work terms like but I know thank you so much for coming on the pod this is fun this was fun thank you that's fun of course thank you for having me Hi, this is Dr. Laurie Santos. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. 
We believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.